1: from the jethro's barbecue studios now featuring cbd infused seltzer to get happy legal for 18 and up this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno For 75 years ncmic has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and condon (laughs)
2: more like it welcome back our number two miller and conden des moines sports station this Wasn't... is better than whoop that trick just a tad all right john boenkamp can break the tie he joins us john you <laughs> that's can... not fair <laughs> oh let's get him in here hello john Camp. trenton ken how are you I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing well. You and I are roughly the same age. What was the song yeah. you just played, Trent? Whoop that
0: trick. Whoop that trick. It's the rally song of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, yeah.
2: Uh we think, cool. John, we think at least it was my assertion that the music that you and I grew up with, now that's music as opposed to sure this stuff, right?
1: Sure it is, absolutely. It's that, that's why the 70s on 7s. One of my presets on my phone. Ditto. And 90s on, on nine. My, on my
2: car. In my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trent says 90s, 90s on, on nine. nine. Yeah. Okay. Much
1: better. Okay. Well, and I'm I, I'm a, I'm in the middle too. I've also got the 80s channel.
0: Yeah, that's garbage. Ken and I will disagree on that part. We'll we'll, we'll go uh, the uh, two against one on that. No, uh, good okay. stuff.
2: Uh, John, uh, a lot of ground to cover with. Uh, and, and Trent and I never brought this up too. So I'm going to uh, pick both of your brains. A lot of buzz about Matt Gatons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fran needs a uh, friend. There's room on McCaffrey's staff. John, I'll ask you first. Are you hearing Matt Gatons is certainly on the list? Uh, what's the likelihood, John?
1: You know, I, I I really don't know because I don't know what Fran is is is, is going to be looking for in this. I mean, because I mean, you know, he he already lost one assistant this year. You know, and, and I mean now he loses another one. Um, you know, I don't know what he's going to want. You know, when it comes to the dynamics of his staff, is he going to want? an older, you know, more experienced assistant coach, you know, maybe somebody with the head coaching experience, you know, somebody with some technical skills, whether it's, you know, somebody who, who can work on somebody's shot or, you know, a defensive coach or something like that. So I really don't know, but I, I do think that Matt Gaines is, is probably on that list. I mean, I and I think he was probably on, you know, when when they promoted Courtney Eldridge here a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Maybe there was, there was some consideration there. So, you know, I think in my mind, it's, it's where does Fran want to go with this? I mean, if he wants to go with a, a younger coach who has experience, I mean, obviously, clearly, I mean, he's his time there at Drake, and, you know, with, with Iowa connections and, and, you know, somebody like that, they, I, I certainly think he goes that direction. You know, if he goes that direction, that's a name he's going to consider.
0: What are, you, what are you hearing, Trent? You know, I think Gatons makes a lot of sense because Fran – You know this, John. He has a very tight circle. He is not a guy that it feels like will go outside and look at a guy that he has no relationship, no connection. And obviously, Gaten's played for him. So I think that's the one that on the surface makes a whole lot of sense. An Iowa alum, a guy that grew up in Iowa City, just checks so many different boxes there. Could you see anybody, though, completely off the radar? Somebody without a connection or regardless of that, John, is it going to be part of that circle?
1: I think it's going to be part of that circle. I, I think that, that you know, especially in this day and age with, with, with the way, you know, coaching staffs are and, and that sort of thing, I, I think you want to keep it with somebody you know. I don't – especially for that position because, I mean, that was that was such a key position on, on Fran's staff. And so I don't think he's just going to go out of the box and just go find – but it's going to be somebody he knows. It's going to be somebody – you know, and I don't know necessarily it's somebody with connections to the program, but I do, I do think it's going to be somebody that he knows that 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 can kind of fill you know, in that spot that, that that's being left behind with with Kirk's departure. So I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways he could go. You know, one name I was I was kind of thinking about today, but I think he's very happy with where he at is Ryan Bowen, mm-hmm. who you know was was on Fran's first staff, you know, former Iowa player been assistant coach in Denver for, for the Nuggets for a long time. Does he want to come back to Iowa? He grew up in Fort Madison, one of the two great people that graduated from Fort Madison High School along with me. Um, <laughs> you know so so um, so you know does he want to come back to Iowa? His wife's from southeast Iowa. Do they want to come back? Um, you know, is that something that maybe he look, you know, looks at? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, I think there's a lot of w- different ways to go with it. But I do think in the end it's going to be somebody that he has a connection to and a relationship to.
2: John, uh, we, when, I, when I read your piece on Brody Brecht, I, I knew we were going to talk to you in, in the days mm-hmm. ahead and, and was looking forward to doing it. Uh, in this regard, John, I mean, you've watched <laughs> – Hundreds of guys come up <laughs> through the system, right? As you've covered minor league baseball yeah. uh, in the summer months as closely and for as long as you have. When you watch Brody Brecht uh, at the University of Iowa, I mean, is he further along than a lot of these guys at the level that you've covered over the years? Yep. Um, oh, help, help us out with him, John. What?
1: What is? Oh, I mean, how? Where, where's his
2: ceiling? I guess.
1: I. I mean. I mean, when when he comes out and like I wrote the other day, and his first pitch is hundred you know and i mean and, and 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 i saw i mean you know i i think back to a few years ago when when Dayton when Dayton when the Dayton Dragons came to town you know in the Midwest League Hunter Green was there that's this kind of stuff i mean that's that's i mean when you're consistently hitting 98 to 100 with your fastball and you have a, a really good slider that comes in you know in the high 70s low 80s you know and you've got that breaking ball pitch If he can develop a third pitch, whether it's a changeup, whether it's, you know, a a really nasty curveball or whatever, he can be as good as anybody. The the biggest key for him right now is just command on getting that fastball to where he wants it to go. And, you know, it's like I wrote the other day, that inning the other night was kind of microcosm, but his season going. Gets the first two outs and strikeouts, gives up a double, which probably should have been the third out of the inning. And then two wild pitches brings the guy in um you know and then he had a then he had a pickup so, i mean there's a lot of maturity that i think has to come to his game but his his stuff right now is, is as good as any of these big time prospects that i have seen come through the midwest
2: does he look like a major leaguer to you john
1: yeah if he can if he can get the command and he can get mm-hmm. that third pitch he can he can go a long way i mean cause that's that's a special talent that You come out of the bullpen, and the first pitch is a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. (laughs) And you're consistently 98-99. And it just all comes down now to can he locate that, can he command it, and like I said, get that third pitch.
0: John Camp joining us. You can find his work, HawkeyeNation.com, amongst others. Speaking of Iowa baseball, they're on the bubble once again. feels like Heller's (laughs) boys are kind of here every single year. Two series left in the regular season, Michigan State this weekend, and then Indiana at home, two teams towards the bottom of the Big Ten race. Not only do they have to win both those series, do they maybe need to sweep one of them feeling good going into the Big Ten tournament about getting an NCAA bid? Yeah, I
1: think you got to sweep one, and, and and if you sweep two, even better. Wow. I mean, if you can go in there, and if you can go in there, if you can go into Omaha with a six-game winning streak, go over there, win a couple of games, that really, I think, kind of makes a statement the one thing you can't do is you can't lose this year because mm-hmm. these are two teams that they should beat, that if you want to be an NCAA tournament team, you've got to beat these kind of teams. So, you know, again, tough road trip this weekend. I mean, that, that's always a long road trip. And then you come home and then you have three games and only one of them is going to be an eight o'clock start, which is kind of weird. But um, if you can, if you can get both those series, you're in good shape. If you can get one sweep, you're in better shape. You sweeten both and you're in really good shape. And then that, Kind of takes a little pressure off. I don't think you want to go to Omaha and think you've got to go a long way in that tournament because that can get really hard to do. It's especially if you drop a game early in it.
2: Uh John uh, back to basketball. Uh, Trent and I spent uh, the first oh, few minutes of our show yesterday trying to figure out what uh, the path that Chris Murray is taking. He gets the he doesn't have to go to the G League combine in order to Correct. work his way up to the the real combine. He skipped right over that. He was invited to the NBA combine. Listening to his, his to Pops who uh, and Chris is uh, is gathering all the information that he possibly can before he makes his decision. And yet, he's decided uh to um, um, uh, to not take the nba up on their offer to go to the combine can't figure it out i mean there's a bunch of you know trying to just uh, connect the dots when maybe they're not there to connect is, is has he got a promise from a team who's going to pick late in the first round Uh just you know go home stay away we don't want anybody else to i mean trying to figure out why you would turn down an invite to the nba combine can you make heads or tails out of this
1: no, and and I honestly I can't because I, I mean in my mind it's like if you're invited you go. But you know, like you said, was is somebody telling him, hey, we're gonna take you late you know, if he was in and, and I mean so that makes you wonder if, if he is sitting on this decision about whether to come back or not. I mean there's there's a lot of ways you can look at, at what he decided to do, but you know, in in the in in the interest, you know, when he talked about it, he's trying to gather information on you know, building towards next year and all that, you know, is he just saying, okay, I'm not ready to go. I'm going to still try to work out for some teams and see what they say. Or, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go with his decision. And I, like I said, I, I found it very mysterious because all we kept hearing in the days after this was he'd been invited, he was going to go, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden not going to go. Um, just really added to the mystery in my mind of, of, of what he's, his next step is going to be. But, you know, you're going to have to make that decision here at some point here pretty soon. So, um, you know, maybe he knows. I'm, I, I just keep thinking they know something we don't. So um, we're just going to kind of just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm.
0: Potential theory. He had to play out of position a lot at the five last year. Kenyon has talked about how you know his skills are a lot different. He's not the same kind of post player that Keegan is. Maybe is it as simple as hey Fran, go find a center, so I don't have to play out of position as much this year. (laughs) That happens. I'll come back and be a star, you know, playing small forward. Well, and it could be. I
1: mean, I I think, and I mean, Iowa needs one anyway, regardless of what he decides to do. And and so I and, and I think you know. So, maybe he's going to wait and see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. Because, I mean, there's still so many players out there that you can go get. So, but I think maybe, you know, maybe he waits and sees what he's going to do here and then and then tries to figure out where he fits in with this Iowa program coming back.
2: Want to talk about your Dodgers who've all of a sudden come up, uh, come up against it against the Pittsburgh Pirates of all teams, John Bowen? Camp, you sensing trouble?
1: No, they're fine. <laughs> they're at the top of the league. They're at the top of the division. Cream is, as I said, it's cream. Sometimes rises to the top earlier than other years, but they're on top. They're fine. We're, you know, it's just you have clunkers like that, and I, I try to explain that to people. That you know, they still had five and three on that road or four. You know, it's not a winning road trip. So in my mind, it was it was a good trip.
2: What so. what's the weakness on this team? Seriously, what where, where's the? And there's, there's 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 no. I mean, if you're uh, the opposing pitcher. There's no easy out uh, in this lineup. What is it, John?
1: Uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I To me, it's it, it's getting Justin Turner and Max Muncie going. And if you do that, then this becomes a really, really dangerous offense. And I, it, you can kind of see Justin Turner break out of it the other night a little bit. Max Muncy, I think, still has some issues with his elbow, and I think maybe that's part of the problem. Um, but, again... With the embarrassment of riches they have, they'll find replacements if need be. So this is this is a tough stretch for them. I mean, this is thirty-one games in thirty days they're playing, and so if if when it's all over with, they're leading that division by you know three or more games, then I think they're in pretty shape. So
0: they're paying David Price thirty-two million dollars to be a middle reliever. Is that right? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Really? And I mean,
1: I, I think that trade. I think there's going to be a trade happen. Oh, okay. I mean, I just—I mean, he's—he's he's had some COVID issues here in the last couple of weeks. Gotcha. And so he's so he's been kind of working his way back. And I think probably when if he starts, when once he comes back, I think they make a deal somewhere along the line. Just because I mean, I, it's not fair to him, I don't think, and it's not fair. I mean, you, you know, you can you can deal into somebody and still. Pay a lot of his salary and then get somebody back in return, but I, I just don't know where he fits in with this team right now with this with this pitching staff.
0: Does he still got lo- something left in the tank where he can be a, a number four starter on a good team? Mm. Yeah, I mean if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. I mean I, I
1: think that's the biggest thing. But you know, I mean there's there's everybody out there looks for a left handed arm and everybody looks for a left handed experience arm and um, somebody out there may take a
3: chance on him. So. Er-
0: Everybody's above five hundred in that division. Crazy. You watch a, yeah. a, obviously a lot more a National League West than us. Who has more staying power, the Diamondbacks or the Rockies?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the Rockies, yeah. but I also don't think that staying power lasts very long. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I I just think that it's gonna kind of shake out that, that that one of those two. You know, is going to start fading here, and then the second one is going to start later on. But I think, I think the Rockies by hang around a little bit while. It will probably hang around a little, bit, a little bit longer.
2: Let me ask the question I thought Trent was going to ask: <laughs> the All Giants right. or the Padres?
1: Um, you know, and I, and we saw what happened with the Padres last. Yeah, year. And fall apart. Mean, there, there, yeah. And they got I mean, a real that, manager that, now. That's true. Well, they have an adult. And that's the other, thing. and that's and that's a big concern too. I think. I think when something like that happens. And you start worrying. Well I mean well and I mean what did I hear yesterday that he that he's gone he's got some prostate dish issues mm-hmm. that he's dealing with right now. So either what happens manager wise if something happens where he can't be Oof. then you never know. So um we'll see what happens to him next.
2: John Bowen Camp, you can read him inside the Hawkeyes, Hawkeye Nation. Uh, he is everywhere. Good stuff, I'm John. Everywhere. You indeed are you're better for it. Uh, Thanks, John Bowen Camp. Have a great yeah. week. Thank you. Have a good one. See you yeah. have take care. Good to talk to John Bowen
0: Camp as we catch up uh, with our friend John. So, so Gatons make sense to you? On I that think step? so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Personally, I'd like it to be Jeff Horner because I know Jeff well. Well, you're friends, right? Yeah. So that's I'd like it to be Jeff Horner <laughs> for that very reason. A little information. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen how that works in the past. You know, sometimes you can get a little too close to the situation mm-hmm. where you had that. Is Jeff interested, do you know? Have you texted yeah, him? He's, he would definitely be interested, okay. I think, in making that jump. Now, here's the other part. And this goes with. Is he what still are you Grand Forks or is he in, uh, where you, where Truman is he? State. That's what I thought. Yeah, he's yeah, head Kansas, coach at Truman right? State yeah. uh, down in Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Is, you know, Dean Oliver gets thrown out? Well, is Dean going to leave for the same role? No. No. From New York, Wisconsin? You would probably, if you're going to get a guy, even like, let's say it's Dean Oliver. Or Ali Farouk Manesh. I know Chad, last night on Hawk Central, he threw that name You out. know what? That's a good one. Is there any, Is, is there any? His, his wife was a volleyball player
2: there, right? Yeah. Yep. His father or his mother's connected to the university? His
0: mom was a volleyball coach, and that's why he played volleyball like okay, in That's not what I'm I thought And his dad a, was a, a doctor, doctor, I believe. Yep. Right. So, grew up there. Went to Iowa City West. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. And he is... Many people consider a rising star, an under forty yeah. guy, you know that a lot of people know about. But a guy like that, all right, you leave a job, you're very comfortable, staff mm-hmm. that you know. Is he Medved's right right hand man? I think probably yeah. right because he was at Drake with him and followed him to Colorado State. You probably have to make that guy associate head coach. You know, you have to have probably that kind of title mm-hmm. to do it. Now, is it just wording? Is it financial? I don't know. Know kind of how that works in the world of college basketball, mm-hmm. but where is I mean, I know she, his wife went to the University of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Is she or her parents? I'm not there sure, too? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure where she grew up or anything like that, but you'd anticipate there's definitely a lot of connections there that would make well, a lot of sense. Know, all, all them kids and grandma and both grandma and grandpa's are in that area, and now you've <clears> gone and got a guy like that on the recruiting trail. Oh, yeah, I was the guy that beat Kansas, right? That's that's instant I credibility. Know it is. That's credibility, and some young blood on that staff is uh-huh. that a bad thing? So if it was, so if it comes down to Farouk Manesh or Gatens, for me, I think you lean for Manesh with those ties, don't you? If man, I don't even know if he's interested. Right. Yeah. And that's another part. I mean, mm. we're just we're throwing darts up here to mm. see what sticks. How are, long? How long's uh, Gatens been on Drake's staff? A couple of years. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Because I think he started as a grad assistant. Now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He enough. was. Yeah. Number three. Speaking of Drake, see the dudes yesterday Holy for the Bulldogs mackerel. They're all coming back again. That's, that's great. What do they get? Seven, eight, nine years uh, of eligibility? Th- <laughs> Good yeah. God. Roman Penn felt like he was playing in 2004. Right? Well, he was.
2: I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I think he, he was. He was on that team that uh, <laughs> uh, with, the, with the whole gang that got to Tampa Bay and was beaten by Western Kentucky, of all things.
0: So they are, I mean, the Ty prohibitive. Hodgers. Prohibitive. Oh, they have the to NBC. be. Roman Penn, Garrett Sturts, mm-hmm. DJ Wilkins, and Brody. All coming back, mm-hmm. along with what they already have there. Obviously, at the forefront of that is DeVries yeah, going into his second year. Look out, freshman of the year coming back. Could they? I haven't seen much if they've done anything at all in the transfer market. I remember there were some names that they were interested in, and I think they maybe got a guy, but don't know. Have to look deeper at the roster. Not only the favorites in the MVC, though. I mean, this is probably going to be a buzz team, and you would think you know they had the opportunity last year to play in a big exempt tournament. They went zero and three. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be probably those opportunities out there when you're looking to fill out an 18 field. Hey, let's take the favorite in the MVC to fill out our field. That's a pretty good add to it, so we'll Des see what tonights
2: hometown team is going to be on the radar this right. winter, I think, no doubt. All right, we will uh, before we go to break, time for another $1,000 home run Enter this nationwide contest at KxnO.com. Once you get there, you'll see a keyword or a box pop up. In that box, in the 11 o'clock hour, enter the keyword SPRING, SPRING, at KXNO.com. SPRING at KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000, another opportunity uh, coming up at 1 o'clock with Murph and, or in the 1 o'clock hour with Murph and Andy. We will head to Chicago next, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Sponsors are our weekly conversations with David Kaplan. The Cap Man is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station,
0: 106.3 We're all looking for a great deal. Guys, I'm going to let you know about an incredible deal. How about $5 burgers on Thursday nights all through the month of May at Grumpy Goat Tavern? There's three locations, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines, 50th Street in West Des Moines, and 1st Street in Ankeny. And not just $5 burgers on Thursday nights, but 50 beers on tap. And if burgers aren't your thing, you're crazy, but a full fresh menu. It's local, it's for you, it's your tavern. The Grumpy Goat Tavern
3: on podcasts you' love
0: Wolf construction and wolf roofing are currently hiring
1: what makes wolf construction a better place to work is that we think about developing the whole person is important whether that person is a new carpenter labor on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office it doesn't matter who it
2: becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to it becomes part of the wolf family
0: competitive pay excellent benefits and a thousand dollar sign-on bonus apply today. At Wolf Consumers. Get out. Know. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small, flat, monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7, so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515 528 4429. Or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness slash careers.
2: in Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As we take you until noon, Trends Play of the Day. Circa Sports sponsors it. Circa making their way to Illinois. Boy, they're building a palace. Oh, my God. Cappy joins us. Cap Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, boys. How are you doing? Doing well. Where did you do your Cubs recap from? You were right on the uh, on the river. There's a bar down there that I can remember spending some time at. Uh, that had similar background, at least it looked like. Where did you do your recap yesterday?
3: I was right behind NBC Sports Chicago's building, and the river's right behind it, so I did it back there last night before I took my son and daughter-in-law to dinner for their birthdays. Where'd you go? We went to a place called Lyra, L-Y-R-A. It's a Greek restaurant. My wife is Greek. My kids are Greek. Hmm. I'm not, but we have a Greek household, so we took them to dinner there. It was Freaking amazing. Really? Outside, I was sensational.
2: Good stuff. It's such a beautiful city in the summertime. Uh, Cap, a uh, lot of ground to cover with you. I guess we should start with uh, with, with the Cubs. Uh, they hadn't won a series since opening weekend when they took two or three from the Brewers. One was rained out. Man, it's been a long time, but it was good because the Padres are a legitimate baseball team. Look, I'm not saying that's going to turn the Cubs' seasons back around, but it was good to see that they were able to, uh, to accomplish what they did against a, uh, a legitimate team.
3: Yeah, and that was, so when I did the recap, I said, "Look, I've been hard on this team, and deservedly so. But when you go into San Diego and Kyle Hendricks gives you a lot of, you know, hope that he's maybe you know figured out his uh, mechanical issues he's talked about, and they go six nothing game one. They could have one game two. Swindell came within what a, foot. a yard, yeah. of a grand slam in the ninth, and then they win yesterday and." Got four good innings out of Keegan Thompson, who continues to impress. He's been the best pitcher on the staff this year. Yeah, I reason for encouraging signs. We'll see if they continue to get the. Who do they have? I can't even remember. Who. Oh, we get the Diamondbacks next. So, you know, they're not a bad team. I think second best pitching team in the uh, rotation wise in the National League.
0: Wilson Contreras is scorching hot right now. He's got a couple of home runs, a triple over the last week, hitting over 500. He is. Carrying the offense, certainly with Suzuki uh, shelved right now with the injury. When you look at Contreras, he is not part of the long-range plans. If this is going to be a, a two- or three-year re-b- rebuild still in front of us, you'd anticipate that he is going to go. What kind of return do you believe they can get for Contreras, and how motivated are they to move him and maybe move him You know, in the coming months before we even get to the deadline?
3: Well, they have had zero contact with him and his agent. I've asked Wilson. Well, nope, nobody's approached him mm. about anything. Which, in my opinion, is ludicrous. I don't understand how you have a 29-year-old, two-time All-Star catcher who plays hard. He's tough. He's fiery. He wants to be in the lineup every day. He hits. He hits for power. He runs out of the box like he does everything. Has he at times ruffled feathers because he was honest? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Called his team out last year for guys not playing hard. Well, if that offended somebody, too freaking bad. Yeah, I would sign Wilson Contreras to a five-year deal. I'd walk in if I was Jed and say, okay, how about we do this? Fifteen a year for five years. Can we make that work? That'd be $75 million. I guarantee you that, that gets it done. Wilson has generational wealth then, comes from nothing in Venezuela, and I think you have a deal. But for whatever reason... I don't think he and David Ross are incredibly close hmm. which is sad and so it sounds like he won't be here. Because they both played the position cap what what's the what what's the rub there? I don't know what the reason is but everything I hear is huh. you know they get, they get along fine it's just they're not the same dude. They're just not. So it is what it
1: is.
2: Interesting, uh, Jason Hayward. It, it's uh, is your it was your opinion, and I agree with you. By the way, uh, that maybe it's time to move on. And and since they are seemingly going down this path of a rebuild, bring some kids in. Let let somebody take his place. I know they owe him a pile of money cap, but this wouldn't be the first team that uh, absorbs. Look what the Mets just did with Robinson Cano. Uh, wouldn't be the first time a team's had to eat a lot of money to uh, rid themselves as a veteran who's been. Look at as, as you pointed out, the speech might be the all time speech in the history of sports in Chicago, in Cleveland in Game 7, uh, and that'll never be forgotten, but maybe it's time to, to move on.
3: Yes, and you know I've used this example before, and I've had friends, and I go, dude, they're paying him $27 million, you have to play him. No, you don't, because if you and Trent said, you know what, we're going to get these brand-new, amazing microphones, you're not going to believe <laughs> how good we're going to sound on the air, and you sounded like this. Hey, what are you think about doing I throw like that? And you're like, what? I can't hear those guys. Are you going to keep using the microphones even though you bought them? No. You're going to take them, you're going to throw them in the garbage, and you're going, okay, that was a bad purchase. He's a great person. He's an awesome leader in the room. He had the all-time speech, and he gave you some gold gloves. He's done. He, if you're a contending team, you go, you know, we need a fifth outfielder, good guy, leader, place of defense. Go get him. If you're the Cubs who are not going to play for anything this year, why would you not have whoever it is, Brennan Davis, if he's healthy, or some guy in class A that deserves a shot? Jason Hayward has zero impact on your future. So move on. Cap,
0: uh, speaking of young guys, a guy here in Iowa has really struggled offensively, and that's Brennan Davis. Many people consider the number one prospect in the Cubs organization. When you look at a guy like that, batting under two hundred right now. He just went to the IL. Yeah, it just does it feel like another one of those hits that continue to come, another prospect that even before he gets up there maybe is flaming out, or you still have big hope for Brennan Davis that he can become a regular and be part of the future of the Cubs.
3: Oh, big hope. This goes on for so many guys Go back and look when Anthony Rizzo got called up by the San Diego Padres hmm. in two thousand and eleven. Yep. yep. He was hitting a buck fifty one and people in San Diego went, Oh, this guy stinks. <laughs> He's a bust. And they got him right. They traded him to the Cubs and they who they got him right. And all of a sudden, Anthony Rizzo, you know, is a folk hero here. So, yeah, you know, this kid's what, twenty years old, twenty one years old, whatever he is. Just let them keep playing. This is a game rooted in failure. That's that's what people forget. If you are three for ten in your job, we had three good shows, seven awful. You're out of work. <laughs> if some guy or gal right now is in sales and I made ten calls and uh, I sold three small little you know deals, but nothing of substance. Oh, you're you're done. You're not delivering. In baseball, you get three little flare hits. And guess what? You're an all-star. You're a 300-hitter. So a few little gorks, as they like to say, little duck snorts, drops all of a sudden he's going to be feeling a whole lot better about himself when he
2: gets healthy. Uh, The White Sox were on a terrific run, Cap. You called it at one point. I think it was late. April. You said, watch out for this team. They're about to get hot, and they did. Swept the White Sox, swept the Cubs, uh, got cooled off, uh, blew a lead the other day, came back, however, to beat Cleveland. Just the division, before we get into the White Sox, the division overall, Cap, the Twins look as though maybe they are legit. Uh, Cleveland is picked by some services today. Some analytics say, no, it's not Chicago. It's not Minnesota. It's Cleveland uh, that should be uh, that's the favorite uh, in in the Central. How about the division itself, Cap? Has it surprised you?
3: It's a bad division. Well, I thought Minnesota would get off to a better start than they had, and they were bad last year. They're a, they're a good baseball team. I think that's a really good baseball team. I think it's well managed, and then they put money into this thing. Gary Sanchez in, Josh Donaldson out, Carlos Correa in. Sunny Gray in. I think Minnesota's really good. Detroit, I thought, would be a little bit better. They've been an awful Javi Baez has been injured list and not great. Kansas City, eh, they're just okay. Uh, Cleveland's the one that surprised me. I didn't think Cleveland would be as competitive uh, as they are. And they're they're a good team. Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor, and they got a closer in class A. There was 101. That's a better team than I realized. I still think the White Sox are the best team, and it's not close.
0: We talked about this uh, earlier this week with Matt Snyder, who we have on weekly, baseball writer at mcbssports.com. So they have a projection system at CBS Sports that uses their sports line analytics. And right now, the projected team to win that division is is still Cleveland to win 87 games, the White Sox behind them at 84.8, and the Twins at 82.3. It came as a huge surprise to both of us. You talked about Cleveland a little bit, the Guardians. Those young guys are swinging the bats a little bit. The White Sox, though, is just come down to health. Is, is that the simplest component here? With the health, they're going to win this division.
3: Yes, they have to stay healthy. Now, they get Lance Lynn back in, I would say, three weeks. Well, maybe that's a better version of Lance Lynn because he doesn't have April and May and half of June's innings on his arm. So an older dude is going to be fresher because he had the knee surgery. And then Aloy Jimenez met the media the other day and said, I'm ahead of schedule. You know, whatever, medical science says what it is. You know, guys always feel like they're ahead of schedule. And then there was a report last night, a reporter from the Dominican Republic said that he's heard that Jimenez is two weeks away from resuming his major league career. And mm. I, that wow. shocks me. He tore his hamstring and had surgery to fix it. They said six to eight weeks. I, I just I don't see him back in two weeks, maybe a month. Yes. So when they get all these dudes healthy and Rick has held money back so that he can make another move, I just don't see, if they stay healthy, how you beat a team that's going to run out there, Giolito, no order, Cease, Kopech at the top of your rotation, and then add in Lance Lynn. I don't see how you beat that team.
2: Mm, can be very difficult, Cap. Uh, I, I know that this probably isn't on anybody's radar in Chicago yet. I hope that it does uh, over the uh, the summer month at least draw some interest. Um, we don't have any big events like the state of Illinois. Very few of them, right? You guys have five pro teams for crying out loud with the two baseball teams, etc. So uh, the Reds and the Cubs are going to play at the Field of Dreams, Cap. We we go back to last year. White Sox Yankees was was unbelievable. I thought that they should have given it an a rest and you know uh, not not do this. On on a yearly basis, but it looks as though they do. What will the buzz be like for Reds versus Cubs in the middle of August?
3: I'm not sure there'll be a great buzz. I think people will pay attention. It's cool, feel the dream. There's always people paying attention to the Cubs, but you know, we ran a poll the other day. Are you paying attention to the Chicago Cubs? A, I'm trying to remember the exact choices. It was like A, yes, a lot, B, eh, not at all. And that was the winner. Not at, <laughs> Not all. at all. Chicago oh. Cubs. So, and then NBC Sports Chicago, where I work, we had the two Cubs-White Sox games, as did Marquee, where the Cubs play, and it's the Cubs. I get it. It's the Cubs. NBC Sports Chicago easily outdistanced the Cubs broadcast. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that was interesting.
2: You know, just on along those lines, I'm sure you listened yesterday. Uh, but what do you think of Sutcliffe? You know what I I've, I appreciate about him. I'm not sure how to Deshays, but uh, Sutcliffe's willing to um, be be critical, which you know I kind of like that about him. Cap.
3: Yeah, he is absolutely willing to be critical, and I like it. He's not malicious when he's critical. Right. He's not personal. He just calls it as he sees it, and I like that. But I've always liked that about announcers that are honest. You don't have to come out and reveal personal details. the guy was in a bar last night. Right. I'm not asking for that. But if a guy you know, makes a bad base running decision or throws to the wrong mate, you can't do that. That is a dumb baseball play, and it's got to get cleaned up. What is the guy going to say to you? Mm. You know, if I call a guy out and he was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts with the bases loaded, if I come out and say he's a bad person, yeah, that's going to tick him off. But if I come out and go, freaking Ken Miller killed us last night, Mm -hmm. bases loaded four times, dude strikes out four times, (laughs)
1: that's
3: that's not acceptable. What's he going to say to me? You're a jerk for saying what I did? Yeah, That's fair why I like suck. Fair point. Bears
0: uh, have their full schedule, at least according to Danny Parkins, who just tweeted that out a little bit ago, who works uh, against one of your competitors there over at 670.
3: Yeah, he's a friend. I like
0: Danny. 7-10 looks like to me, Cappy. What's the buzz? Oh, I'm I just, I, I'm not overly optimistic, as you know. What's the buzz, though? Schedule, Lisa, just looking forward with the Bears this year.
3: Where are you finding seven wins?
0: <laughs> okay, 6 6-11. <and> <laughs>
3: Five and twelve. Yeah, I mean, I have five and tw- I haven't looked at the full schedule. I know the opponents. I haven't looked at the full dates. I'm hosting the schedule release show on NBC Sports Chicago tonight. I if that's at eight o'clock. But I mean, I look at it. They're going to start zero and two. I think. I think they're going to lose mm-hmm. San Francisco. Yep. I think they're going to lose at Green Bay week two. Who do they have week
2: three? Texans apparently.
3: The Texans in Chicago. Yep. yep. You better win that game or you're going to start owing a billion. If you don't win that game, who's week four?
2: At Giants and then at Vikings.
3: You don't win that Texans game, heaven forbid, where this thing could go. And I know they have to play two back-to-back national games. I believe I have these right. Thursday night football against somebody. Washington. Washington in Chicago. Washington feels like they're going to be vastly improved. And then they go to New England on Monday Night Football. You yeah. ain't be- beating Belichick there.
2: So. And then uh, at Cowboys the week after. Four and 13? <laughs> and then home to the Dolphins with Tua and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Three Jeez. and 14? Not pretty. Cap, we got to let you go. we t- are Now you are going to join us Tuesday next week, Cap?
3: I'm going to do whatever works for you guys.
2: Good stuff. Because I'm going to be on a little bit of vacation, and I've I got to catch you one more time. I can't go two weeks without talking to you. You got a deal whenever you want me. I'm in. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. I'll text you next week. Thank you. David Kaplan, right. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsored. Trent, <laughs> Not, like let's save it for tomorrow. I love doing this show tomorrow. Uh-huh. I just love what's going on. Had a full schedule release. Oh, my God. Made my favorite days of the year. Wow. This is yeesh daunting. Salty. Uh, Trent's play of the day. Cir- I'm going to shut up, by the way. Let you make your plays. No opinion. Circusports.com sponsors. It's next. Des Moines Sports Station 106. A
0: lot of fun. Well, construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real, tangible things in your community.
2: For many of us, it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving
1: back to a new home or a remodel project. Do you enjoy working with your hands? Do you enjoy enjoy
3: providing for your community? Do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day work and coming home and saying, yeah, I did that?
0: Apply today. WolfConstruction.net. eBay Motors, let's ride. Condon here for the Grump Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show, I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. Well, my favorite place to stop, is the Grumpy Goat Tavern, with two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but if you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Promo code radio.
1: It's time for Trent's pick of the day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent.
2: All right, only a couple of minutes left. Circus Sports
0: sponsors Trent's play of the day. Let's get right to it, TC. What are you doing? We got one in baseball here today. I am back on the bandwagon. Give me the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> against Oh, against Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Brubaker, who they throttled Can you be-
2: imagine week. being forced to cover that game? Ooh. Ooh well, you're you're, you're in Pittsburgh on a Thursday night, and
0: the Pirates are, who are they playing? Yeesh. All right, so pick one, Cincinnati. We are going to the NBA for two and two favorites tonight. I will lay the two with the Sixers at home. They will force a Game 7. There will no be a Game 7 out west, though. Phoenix wins and covers the two. And wrap it up uh, with one in hockey tonight. I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'm with you. Tampa, they're going to force a Game 7. Fingers crossed. Got to lay minus 131 at Circa. Do you really? But I will do that at home with Tampa tonight. I played around, puck line, minus one. No, just take them to win. Keep Uh, it simple.
2: Do we get a game seven in St. Paul? Do the Wild beat the Blues?
0: As a Minnesota sports fan, no. Probably not. Of course not.
2: Uh, Murph and Andy coming up at one. The Fanatics at three. Barnstormer Weekly with Joe Stacey at six o'clock. We're Miller and Condon C tomorrow on 106.3 KXNL.